0: This episode is brought to you by Master IEP Coach, Kimberly Charles. If you find yourself dreading your child's upcoming IEP meeting, feeling unsure of your role at the IEP table, or even sensing that your voice is not being heard by the school, Kimberly Charles, Master IEP Coach, can help. As a former educator with over 20 years of experience, Kimberly possesses the expertise needed to navigate the IEP process with you. She will serve as your trusted guide answering your questions, and ensuring your concerns receive the attention they deserve during IEP meetings. Kimberly's vast experience will help address any educational challenges your child may be experiencing. As an IEP coach, Kimberly's mission is to foster good communication and positive relationships between parents and their child's IEP team. Together, you will collaborate to explore innovative solutions that effectively meet your child's unique needs. The goal is to empower you, the parent, with the tools and strategies necessary to advocate for your child's education successfully. Don't let the stress and uncertainty surrounding IEP meetings overwhelm and frustrate you. Kimberly can help regardless of where you live in the United States. She offers everyone a free 30-minute consultation. Sometimes that first 30 minutes is all it takes to overcome the problem. If you still need help, Kimberly is extending an exclusive offer from my listeners. If you use the code autismdad, You'll save 10% off your first consultation package. For more information or to schedule your free 30-minute consultation, visit KimberlyJCharles.com. That's K-I-M-B-E-R-L-Y-J-C-H-A-R-L-E-S.com. Welcome to the Autism Dad Podcast. I'm Rob Gorski, and this show is inspired by my own personal journey as a single dad raising three autistic kids. It's all about special needs parenting, the challenges that we face every day, and some of the things we have to learn to navigate. This season, we're going to put a major focus on empowering parents. So we're going to talk about things related to services, supports, and resources, all those things that are very, very important when it comes to raising a special needs child. So thank you for taking the time to tune in, grab a snack, pop in some earbuds, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. In today's episode, we're going to have a conversation about ABLE accounts and how ABLE accounts are helping People living with disabilities and parents raising kids with disabilities to save money without it impacting their state benefits like Medicaid and SSI. This is really, really important because so many families walk that very, very fine line between income and benefits. And it's 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 so difficult to navigate. I've been doing it for a very long time and it's it's overwhelming. You feel trapped a lot of times, right? Like I, I totally get it. Uh, planning for the future is very difficult. So I'm going to have a conversation with Sarah Pennington from ABLE Now. And while we are going to be discussing ABLE accounts, how they work, uh, who's eligible for them, and maybe what the benefits or potential benefits may be, this does not constitute financial advice. I am not a financial advisor. My goal with this episode is to bring you information that may be relevant to you, things that you may not be aware of, and it's up to you to check out and make sure that this is something that's appropriate for you or your family. So with that said, Sarah, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show. I really appreciate it. Could you take a moment and tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: First, thanks for having me. My name is Sarah Pennington, and I work for the Able Now Savings Program. Um, I have been in this role for a little over six years now, spreading the word about Able Accounts and the Able Now program. I live in Richmond, Virginia, and um that's where able now is based even though it's available to people all over the country and i am a mom to a son as well who's navigating some diagnoses so i get it from both the professional standpoint working you know with individuals with disabilities and helping them understand the financial opportunities available as well as from the mom aspect too
0: thank you it's really kind of special when you are when you are somebody who can connect on a personal level with what other parents are going through. So, so the kind of, um, being able to relate and connect on that level, I think is really, really important. Um, so let's, let's just start out with this. Um, what is the ABLE act?
1: The ABLE act, and I'll take you back well over a decade ago, Um, to the, where the idea for the ABLE Act came from. And it came from a group of parents, kind of like us, um, like your listeners, who saw the inequity in not being able to save for their child or children with disabilities. They knew they could set up a 529 college savings account for a child without disabilities, Um, to save for college long-term expenses down the road. But for a child with a disability, if they may need services and supports, either now or in the future, any savings in their name could impact their eligibility for things like Medicaid and SSI and other uh, disability benefits. So they saw that inequity of, you know, not being able to put money, save money in their child's name um, for their child to not be able to have an account that they put in, you know, gifts from family, grandparents and such, because, you know, whether they're receiving any supports today or, you know, when they, if they expect Their child to be eligible after the age of 18 and they might need disability benefits, they couldn't save. So that idea blossomed into what we now know as the ABLE Act. And it's ABLE stands for achieving a better life experience. And, you know, the idea from this group of parents that was originally, um, they lived in Northern Virginia and were in the autism community, they were in the Down syndrome community. It grew into a lot of the advocacy groups that that we know that really took this on. And the idea passed and was signed by President Obama in 2014, and that allowed states to set up these ABLE programs that you see today.
0: So what I'm hearing you say is that the ABLE Act is designed to help people with disabilities to maybe financially plan or, or have money without it impacting their, uh, you know, eligibility for things like Medicaid and and SSI, because otherwise it seems like you're sort of set up to fail, right? Like (laughs) yeah, you you either have to make enough money that you don't need those services, or you have to make as little money as possible. So you can barely survive in order to get the services that you need. And, And a lot of times it's not, it's not about the money necessarily. It's about the insurance.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. These are the health benefits. These are income, um, in some cases, housing and food. These are the services and supports that so many Americans with disabilities rely on. You're absolutely right, Rob.
0: You know, as I'm sitting here listening to you talk about uh, the ABLE Act, I I just want to point this out. You know, oftentimes parents feel like they are powerless, right? Like they, they can't make change. And and the Able Act is a perfect example of of parents uniting behind a common goal and working together and advocating for something and bringing about real change. You know, and I just I just think that's so inspiring because so many people are benefiting from the Able Act today, and it's the result of parents who decided that something needed to happen and they made it happen, and that's really amazing. And and I think that it's important that we remember. That our voices matter, and that together we can accomplish all kinds of things. And, and I just wanted to I just wanted to say that. So, having said that, we should probably talk about what able accounts are. So, can you explain what able accounts are?
1: An able account is a tax advantaged savings account that allows an individual with a disability or their family to save and not be restricted by those means-tested asset limitations for benefits. So it allows an individual with disability to save and invest for the future, and it's not restricted by the asset limitations for services and supports.
0: So so what you're saying is that people with disabilities, they're able to use these accounts to save money that would normally count against those benefits. So they can have both under these circumstances and not have one take away from the other.
1: ABLE now allows people with disabilities to save just like anybody else. Um, So it really does open the doors to saving and investing and and just having money for people with disabilities who want to maintain their eligibility for benefits.
0: Can we talk just a little bit more about how people living with disabilities or families raising kids with disabilities are having to kind of juggle uh, their income versus their state benefits. How do we, like, how does one impact the other? Can we just kind of talk a little bit more about that? Because I know that can be really confusing for people. And I think better understanding that dynamic would, would be helpful as far as um, better understanding the benefits or potential benefits of an ABLE account.
1: You know, it's called means testing in many states. Some states have raised those limitations. Um, in most states, though, it's about two thousand dollars will impact your eligibility for benefits um, that that we, you know, just discussed. So many folks rely on for income, health care, but you know, it, it also housing and and even you know food. Um, and, And different folks, you know, you, you, we always say, you know, you meet one person with a disability, you, you know, one person with a disability. Things are different for a lot of different individuals. But the crux of the issue is so many folks rely on either all of their lives or some of their lives, some of these disability benefits, these public benefits that you are eligible for with a disability. And that's absolutely right. There's this little conundrum that you can't have in some states, it's it's $2,000, and still receive these benefits. And that's where ABLE comes into play. That's where this is, is absolutely a game changer for so many people with disabilities. They're able to save in an ABLE account and not impact those services and supports.
0: I know just from talking with parents, uh, and even my own experience was, you know, my kids are on SSI and, you know, before the affordable care act there, there wasn't like I was on private insurance. I had really good insurance, but it wouldn't touch anything related to autism. And, and this was, you know, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, but, um, it, it was one of those situations where like, I've had to walk this line, this very fine line because my income impacted whether my kids received health insurance that would cover their needs, right? And and it's it's a very difficult position to be in because like as I am right now uh and my kids are my kids are older, um I have had to I, I haven't been able to do a lot of financial planning because I couldn't have assets in my name. And I was unaware of able accounts until recently, which is I wish I had known about them a long time ago because it would have made a difference. But so many families are in this position where they are having to choose between financial stability and meeting the needs, like the the emergent needs of their their kids with disabilities. And even adults, you know, who are disabled and uh they have to choose between getting medical coverage or having money in the bank to buy groceries. Like it's this the system is broken and And this is a it seems like it's a it's sort of a workaround and until we come up with a better thing as a society
1: it is yeah and and able accounts and able now um absolutely it allows individuals to save money to put aside some money to use for either saving and investing for the long term or for those expenses that, you know, folks may have today. And you mentioned that insurance doesn't cover a lot. The therapies, you know, I can speak certainly to different occupational therapies, speech therapies, those often come out of pocket. For a lot of folks, dentist visits aren't covered. You know, eyeglasses, hearing aid, there's a long list of things that a lot of times... Parents are reaching into their pockets to pay for, or adults um who are diagnosed with a disability are reaching into their own pockets to pay for and able accounts they are used often to just save some of the money that can cover some of these essentials and these expenses that people rely on you know a lot for a variety of things
0: well, and there's peace of mind too, just being able to have money so you're not living moment to moment, right, so that you can cover something that that pops up at the last minute, maybe your your car breaks down, or maybe you have um, some unexpected expense. So many people are, are walking that fine line where they can't absorb that because if they if they have the money in savings, or they have those assets, then it takes away from what their kids need. And it's an awful position to be in. And so many parents are, are stuck there. And, and I, I know for myself is is kind of connected to the communities. I have been like, I didn't know anything about able accounts until just recently. So I know there's a lot of you out there who are hearing this word for the first time. And, you know, my goal with this episode is to, to show you that there are options. Um, So one of the questions that I imagine people out there listening would have is who's eligible to open an able account, right? Like, are there qualifications are there restrictions or guidelines as far as is that, that kind of govern who's able to access this this program?
1: Absolutely. So an eligible individual is someone who developed their disability or was diagnosed with their disability before the age of 26. and if it's an eligible adult, they can absolutely open their own Able Now account or able account. But if they need assistance, or it's a child under the age of 18, an authorized representative, which can be a parent, a grandparent, even a service provider, in some cases um, even a rep payee, can open an account for somebody. They're allowed to, an authorized representative is allowed to open and manage the account for the eligible individual.
0: Thank you, Sarah. Uh, Just to to kind of recap real quick, so we know what an ABLE account is and we know who is eligible to open and maintain an able account but what are the main differences between an able account and just your everyday checking and savings i mean do they function the same way are there any differences that you can uh, help us better understand
1: Say able account was set up by the federal government to allow individuals with disabilities to save beyond asset limitations so it's it's a unique type of savings account specifically designed for individuals with disabilities. There's also tax advantages. So the earnings on the investments in the account grow free from taxes. And in some states there's actually a state tax deduction for contributions to the able account. So that's something that you may want to research as well as you're looking to open an able account. But there are a lot of um incentives to be saving in an ABLE account, which is really fantastic. And as we look ahead, my child is in elementary school, but for children, for adults who are a little bit older, there's actually some incentives to be saving income in an ABLE account. And there was a a provision called the ABLE to Work Act that allows individuals who are saving their own income even more flexibility with these able accounts because they can save and use this account as even sort of a long-term savings or a retirement account.
0: Thanks, Sarah. I, I just want to I want to just pause for a quick second and and just add this. Um, you're being presented with a lot of information right now, and it can be overwhelming and confusing. And I get that. The point of this episode is not to overwhelm you or to push you in one direction or the other. It's simply to present you with information of a program that you may or may not already be aware of and a program that may or may not benefit your family. I don't know. I'm not in your shoes. I'm not a financial expert, like I said at the beginning of the show, but I do feel like it's important that we're aware of the options, right? When I was first going through this, when my kids were younger, I didn't know. I mean, some of this stuff didn't exist, but there's a lot of things that I've learned along the way that I wish I would have known back then. And so that's kind of what I'm hoping is a takeaway from this. It's just knowledge. And your job as a listener is to take what you have learned here and add to it your own research and then decide what's best for your family. Maybe maybe enable account is the right choice. Maybe it's not, but you at least know they exist and you now have an option, whereas maybe you didn't before. So that's that's the whole point. I just wanted to, to pause for a minute and just, and just say that. I think now's a really good time to kind of dive into what ABLE now is and the role it plays in the creation and management of ABLE accounts. So Sarah, could you take a couple minutes and and kind of talk to us about ABLE now and, and the role that it plays in this whole, you know, thing.
1: Absolutely Able Now is one of the largest able programs in the country. It's administered by the state of Virginia. Able Now has customers in all 50 states. So Able Now is an able program administered by the Commonwealth of Virginia and open to eligible individuals across the country.
0: Okay, that's really cool that that it's not you don't have to be a a resident of the state of Virginia in order to use able now, if that's what you want it to do. Uh, very, very cool. Um, are there any fees associated with opening an able account or maintaining an able account? Does able now charge its customers you know, monthly service fees? Can we kind of talk about that? Because I think that's important, uh, for people to make informed decisions about what they want to do.
1: Able accounts were set up to be really accessible. There's no fee to open an account. There's no minimum amount to save. You can start with, a you know, ten bucks, fifty bucks, hundred bucks, just to get your account started. And there is a monthly fee that's three dollars and twenty-five cents out of your account. You never receive a bill that comes out of your balance, and That And then there's asset-based fees if you choose to invest the funds in your account. But, you know, for less than $40, you can have this account and be able to save and invest in a tax-advantaged ABLE account.
0: So when people have an ABLE account and they have money in that account, what can those funds be used for? Are there limitations or guidelines for that?
1: there are guidelines on how funds in an ABLE account can be used, but it's very broad. So the accounts were set up to be very easy to use. There's not a ton of restrictions. Really, the way that the code is written is that money in an ABLE account can be used on anything that helps or improves the individual's health, independence, and quality of life. And there are some examples of things that an ABLE account can be used for. There are basic living expenses, housing, transportation, health and wellness, uh, legal fees. It's, it's really broad. And ABLE now customers receive a debit card with their account that makes it very easy to use the funds on those qualified disability expenses
0: You had mentioned uh, the savings limit is increasing going into 2023. Is there or are there any other changes that people can expect going into the new year?
1: Going into 2023, the contribution limit on ABLE accounts follows the gift tax amount, the federal gift tax amount, and that is going up for 2023. To $17,000 a year. So, customers can save up to $17,000 a year in their Able Now accounts. And then they can save even more if they're taking advantage of those Able to Work contributions. So, individuals who are working can save their income in an ABLE account, and they have even more flexibility with how much they save. And all of that information is is on the website. Those are really, we constantly enhance and improve ABLE Now accounts for our customers. So in recent years, we've introduced a mobile app. That allows individuals to have that immediate access to be able to manage their funds and check their account balance. So we will continue to enhance a lot of the different aspects of managing an account in the program, but we are really excited to see that annual contribution limit increase for 2023 as well.
0: Okay, so if there's people out there now listening, and they have decided that they want to open up an able account, they can go to ablenow.com and open up this account as long as they qualify and are living within the United States. Is that is that right?
1: Absolutely. So you set up an account online, you manage it online, so they're very accessible across the country, and ablenow.com is where folks can go to learn more about ABLE accounts. It's a financial product, so there are some nuances, but they can learn more about ABLE accounts. Check their eligibility. We have a really short eligibility quiz to see if you or a loved one is eligible. And that's where you go to open the account as well. And most folks say it takes them about 15 minutes to open the account, fill out the application, and then it walks you through how to add funds to the account.
0: Okay, there's been a lot of information provided here in the last 20 or 25 minutes. Where, where can people go to learn more about able accounts? Uh, I know there's ablenow.com, but are, are there any other um, resources out there that you recommend people go check out so they can, you know, make an informed decision about whether or not an able account is in their family's best interest?
1: So the AbleNow website's a great place to go, ablenow.com. But in addition to the program website, there's a few nonprofits that run really fantastic resources on ABLE accounts in general. The National Disability Institute runs the ABLE National Resource Center. So that's a great place to go. It's ablenrc.org is the, the website. And that gives you the ABLE perspective from across the country. They have a map that you can see if there's an ABLE program in your state, and then compare it with other ABLE programs out there that have national enrollment, like ABLE Now. Um, Another fantastic resource is the National Association of State Treasurers runs a site called ABLE Today. And that is a really wonderful resource just, again, to learn about ABLE accounts in general, all of those frequently asked questions that folks have, and um, and so I recommend those Able National Resource Center as well as Able Today.
0: Thank you, Sarah, for for sharing those additional resources. I'll make sure they're in the show notes so that people can can check on that. And and thank you for your time today. I really appreciate you helping educate us about what Able accounts are, and uh, you know helping my listeners to you know, figure out where to go to gain more knowledge and more information so that they can make an informed decision for themselves. I I really, I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for spreading the word. And, you know, we, it's not everyone's favorite topic, you know, talking about finances and savings accounts. It's, you know, it's, it's not top of mind for, for most folks, but it's, it's, you know, when you need the information, I'm so thankful that it's out there and, um, you know, hopefully more people will hear about it.
0: Before I close things out, I just want to say thank you once again to Sarah for taking the time to come on the show and talking to us about ABLE accounts. I know there was a lot of information thrown at you guys today, but I'm going to make sure that all of that information is in the show notes below so you guys can click on those links to the free resources and learn a little bit more about what ABLE accounts are so that you can make an informed decision about whether they are a good fit for your family or not. So for more information about ABLE now, you can visit ablenow.com. And as always, you can find me at listen.theautismdad.com. All my information is on that page. You can check out my blog, my social links, all that stuff is there. You can interact with the podcast. You can find all the links to subscribe uh, and stay up to date on all the latest news of what The Autism Dad is doing. So thank you again for taking the time to tune in. I really appreciate each and every one of you. I hope you have a fantastic week and we'll talk soon. All right. Bye.